Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Good morning. Welcome to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group right here out of the big city of Eastland, Texas. And yes, we may not be a big city, but we do have big concepts. And uh, today is not going to disappoint. We are going to be talking about prioritizing your dollars. And I tell you what, if you've listened to Life Planning 101, you know that I absolutely love Reader's Digest jokes. And uh, today didn't disappoint on that as well. So I was talking about uh, this gal's dad. And she said, you know, when he's so cheap that he's going to die, and I know he's just going to start walking towards the light and want to turn it off. (laughs) I thought that was really good. Because as growing up as a kid, I remember we had a jar. And if you didn't turn off the lights, guess what you had to do? You had to put money in the jar. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a distant concept. I don't do that with my kids, but I tell you what, money is tight for many families today. And so, you know, thinking about some of these things and how we grew up a generation ago might be something to consider, right? A couple of years ago, all of us were feeling pretty good. In fact, I I think you could probably go back and listen to some life planning one-on-one shows when we had our, our money manager, Aaron. Kennedy on and uh, talking about, you know, the Fed pumping all this money into the market and it feeling really good. And this is what it feels like before inflation hits. And we were at that place. We actually had, you know, not only was the, the government pumping that money into this economy, we weren't spending it because we weren't going anywhere with COVID. Uh, we had higher than ever real wages, meaning that the wages were above the spending levels. The spread was higher than it had ever been in recent history. And prices of things were still cheap. Well, today, I mean, that sounds like a fairy tale, right? These are these are mere memories in the back of our mind. We are being squeezed like a lemon. And I'm not even sure a hand squeezes as hard. You have to get one of those presses to fill the squeeze that we've been having recently by inflation, um, by you know, the opposite, the government pulling money out of the economy and rising interest rates. So, you know, I think about these times and I think about, you know, looking backwards, we always learn a lot by looking at history and we should because history will be destined to repeat itself. I know that's a quote by someone um, and it, it is true. I mean, it just it circles and circles and circles if people don't learn their lessons and Um, This reminds me of, you know, our very near and dear oil field in Texas. Um, And and you think about the the boom, and I I don't know about the early 20s boom, but we had a huge boom back in the 80s. And it was amazing. People made money hand over fist. And um, then oil prices kind of went bust. And so did the oil field right along with it. And you would think through that time that people would learn their lesson. And what I, what do I mean by that? Well, when things are good, they are really good in the oil field. You know, workers make money hand over fist and our entire economy thrives from it. I specifically think Midland Odessa thrives from it, but you know, everywhere really does. 
And the problem is, is that most of these workers that are, you know, making these good bucks build this lifestyle that they really can't maintain when the party ends. In other words, I mean, we know that the oil industry is notorious for this monetary roller coaster, right? Prices up, prices down, prices up, prices down. And uh, we saw, you know, one of those just not too long ago. Um, and it's booming again today. But nonetheless, the trend never ends. People spend before they save. They don't put back for that rainy day. I mean, if I was a worker going into the oil field when times are good, I'd try to live off of like 10% and save 90% because it's that drastic. Yet I think it's the opposite, if that, because a lot of these companies don't even have, you know, retirement plans for them to put money back into. So really they may not be saving much of anything. They may just be trying to pay off debts and, and living off the rest. But, you know, they make hay when it rains but they consume it before the drought. And I think we can learn a lot from just looking at that industry and also looking at these recent years. You know, we went from some of the healthiest income levels like we talked about and bank balances in this country, some of the lowest debt consumer debt levels we've seen in modern history to, well, where we are today, okay? And most Americans today although we're in a lot better financial shape probably than we were in 08 and 09, because if you have a mortgage, it's fixed probably at a low rate. Um, and we don't have some of those same issues, but consumer debt is climbing and families are on pins and needles. They saved some through this pandemic and through this overwhelming amount of money coming into their bank accounts, but was it enough? Well, I think the real problem is we have an addiction in this country and I'm going to get candid for a second. We have addiction in this country and we have, we have several addictions in this country, but, but we have one in particular we've been talking about for far too long and we kind of laugh it off, but it's really nothing to laugh off. We call it keeping up with the Joneses and it's been a name, the Joneses in this country for far too long. Far so long that we kind of laugh it off because it's really a truth. And we carry a lot of baggage around as American families to justify it. What do I mean by baggage, right? I remember uh, one time I heard a gentleman uh, talk about baggage you carry is two things in life, blame and excuses. And it gets heavy. The heavier your blame, the heavier your baggage. The heavier your excuses, the heavier your baggage. And that's true. We use that baggage to justify what we've done in arrears when we're looking at it or, or maybe even up front. Well, I need that because, well, do you need it? Do you really need it? You know, have to, need to, want to. There are three different things. Think about that. Have to, need to, want to. Now, this is very candid talk, right? But it's necessary. It's very necessary because I think we're at a breaking point with our country. I think if we teach, teach the next generation to do the same thing we've done, they're going to do even a little bit less. Now that gets real, doesn't it? So how do we do it? How do we go back to dad being so cheap that, you know, when he dies, he's going to walk towards the light and, and turn it off? <laughs> how do we get back to that? How do we get back to that mindset? And, and yes, I don't, you know, that's a scarcity mindset. I do believe, you know, and if you look at generational studies, I, I, I actually love this is one of the studies that I, I love to do is to go back and look at 
you know, the silent generation, look at the baby boomers, look at generation X, look at um, the millennials. And then we have this up and coming generation and see the differences between them and the way that they, their relationship is with money. And, you know, people that came out of the great depression or even children of people that came out of the great depression had a sense of scarcity. They knew what it meant to need and to want. And I want to ask you a question today. Do your children know what it means to truly need something or want something and not be able to get it. They don't. And if you really think about that, that gets real. That gets real and it gets scary. It gets scary because if they're comfortable, well, let's just let's just back up to what's happened in recent events, right? We've got this banking situation and, and we were talking about this the other day about, you know, the reality is, is we haven't seen rising interest rates like this in 40 years. 40 years. How many banks have people that are are executives and um, been in the industry that long enough to remember that, much less to be experts in that situation? The same could be true with our spending habits. Are your children talking about, talking to the person that told them, man, when I was a kid, when I grew up, some days we couldn't even turn on the heat because we couldn't afford it? I don't think they are, not in this country. So this is very candid talk, but how do we do it? How do we do it during a time, during a time that money is already tight and consumer debt is climbing? Because I think this whole keeping up with the Joneses, this blame and this excuses, they got to go out the window. They got to go out the window for, for one thing. If we want to change the future and the trajectory financially of our families and of our country, we've got to start right in our own own pocket. When we come back on Life Planning 101, what I'm going to give you, I'm going to give some very valuable tools to take away today to be able to help you prioritize your dollars. And I would encourage you to share this with your family members, share this with your children, share this with your adult or teenage grandchildren, share this with your friends, share this with anybody that you can, because we all need to be working on this. And you know, there's a great book out there. It's called Doing Business God's Way. And it said, if you will start in your home, the home transposes to the community, the community transposes to the state, the state transposes to the country, the country transposes to the world. We have to start this in our home if we want to see a change in the world. And it starts by looking ourselves in the mirror and telling ourselves the truth. Right here on Life Planning 101 Today, prioritizing your dollars. You're not going to want to miss it when we come back. Oh, that's cute. Let your kid get away with everything. Won't be cute when they're 28 and still living in your basement. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services here in Eastland, Texas. Yes, that was meant to be a joke. Maybe not so much of a joke during these times. Now, we are talking about prioritizing your dollars. And if you missed the first half of the show, please remember this to to forward this to friends, family, everywhere. Um, You know, talking about it starting within your home. And and really, we've been in a country um, that's been keeping up with the Joneses for far too long. And here we are at a breaking point. We need to change our ways. But how do we do it? How do we do it during a time that money is already tight and the consumer debt is climbing? Well, 
Dan Sullivan, and and again, if you've been a listener of Life Planning 101, I know you know you've heard me bring him up with Strategic Coach. Uh, he gave one of the truest statements ever said, and he said this: "All progress starts by telling the truth." Really think about that. All progress starts by telling the truth. Well, who do you have to tell the truth to first? You're right, yourself. If you can't drop the baggage, which if you missed the first segment, that's the blame and the excuses, with yourself, you're not going to be able to drop it at all. So I want you to ask yourself some questions. And by the way, we're going to have an article for this week. Be sure to uh, go on to www.kennedy-financial.com. That's K-E-N-N-E-D-Y dash financial.com. Sign up for our weekly life lessons and you'll actually get these questions and these other tidbits that we're going to be going over. But some of these questions to ask yourself is, where are you at financially today? And how did you get there? What are the best decisions that you've made financially? What were the worst? What are the good habits that you have? What are the bad habits? What keeps you awake at night? What do you worry about? What do you toss and turn about? Where are you spending each, each, each dollar? Or do you even know? I bet the majority of people don't know. And are you saving enough? Or do you even know? (laughs) These are the questions that need answers because this is where progress begins. It's the truth of what is. But there's hope. There's hope because you're going to get to wave a magic wand right now. And you're going to imagine that you can swipe that wand and start fresh and just start over. Imagine that you didn't have the bad habits. You didn't have the financially bad decisions. You didn't, uh, you did know where each dollar was going. You were saving enough whatever that wand is, and you get to start fresh. And then I want to leave you with this question for the break. And we're going to come back to this. What do you value most? I did not say with your money. I'm just talking in life in general. What do you value most? Answer that. When we come back on Life Planning 101, we're going to teach you how to build your financial situation around how you answer that question right there. You're not going to want to miss it. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson, Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group. Be sure to visit us at www.kennedy-financial.com. And uh, sign up for our weekly life lessons. Each and every week, we try to coin an article, uh, provide valuable content via, you know, the the Life Planning 101 show. And then also we've got black and white money management that comes on each week. And I know, especially uh, in times like these, weeks like these, that uh, there is a lot of questions. It's invaluable to have that money management team on to talk about the economy, talking about the markets. So you're not going to want to miss that. But we left you with a question before our break. And that question was, what do you value most? I don't know your answer, but my bet 
is that it isn't fancy cars, it isn't nice house, it isn't nice clothes or toys. That's not the things you value most. My bet is that your answer consists of one of these things or all of these things or some of these things. And that's your faith, your family, your friendships, maybe the causes that you support, the things that are important to you, um, your well-being, your future, um, how you get to spend your life. Those are usually the things that we value most. And how backwards we get money, right? How backwards we get money. Here's this, here's this thing. We spend our lives trying to accumulate so that we can get to an end game, a stage where we can retire and enjoy it. And we get it so backwards. We use it and then we become slaves to it because we create these obligations, this fancy car and this nice house and these toys. And um, we self-generate this thing that we justify and we carry this baggage around and it creates these obligations to us when money, money is really a gift. You know, it's a gift. It's like, it's like oxygen. We have to have it. Everybody hates to think about it, but we have to have it. But the, the truth is, is if we treat it correctly, then it should be the tool to help you take care of the things that you value most. But instead, we start with all these other things and we create these obligations and then we have obligations to our money and then we can't get to doing the things that we want to do to create value for the things we value most or take care of the things that we value most. So here's a thought. If your faith is important, then give first. If your future, your family, your well-being, if all of that is important, then save now and save big. If you value your relationships, make room in your budget for quality time with those that you love. Vacations, memory making, instead of just spending your money on things. There is a a great book I want to share with you. I highly recommend this for any parents with uh, younger children. You know, we we were talking about keeping up with the Joneses in today's age. And um, this book is called The Opposite of Spoiled. And it was written by Ron Lieber is his name. And it was written for parents to be able to teach their kids how to have a healthy relationship with money and live a financially savvy life. I really like it. Um, I've used a lot of his own teachings with my children. And, you know, I, I come from and I, I kind of laugh about this. We laugh about this as a family. I grew up as a financial advisor's daughter and no fault to my my dad or, or mom, but everybody was so busy that um, I really didn't have a lot of financial literacy myself when I graduated high school. And so I think, you know, if, if that's me, who is who's the rest of the students? And, you know, um, I think about the the saying that, You know your kid is spoiled when you offer them a cookie and they refuse it because it's not their favorite kind, right? And we live in this world that we don't know the difference between have to have, need to have, and want to have. And we need to know those differences. So I want to share some of Ron's insight because this insight, even though it's for children, it really gives some food for thought. So each one of our kids has four jars, right? And these four jars are give, there's literally a tag on it, it says give. 
invest, and that's to be investing for your future, and save, savings to spend, so like saving for a major purchase or a down payment on a home or such, and spend. And each time that our kids receive money, they have to divvy it up between those jars before they do anything. They give first, they pay themselves second, they save to spend for major purchases or the things that they want to do, and then they are able to spend the rest. How backwards we get it. We spend, then we may be able to save for major purposes. And if it benefits us and is easy, we can put some money back for our future selves. Even when we get a windfall, we do this. And then we give. Hmm. We should, as adults, treat our money the same way the kids should treat theirs, right? So I want to challenge you. To tell yourself the truth, number one. Second, give yourself grace for what you can't change. I had to. You know, start changing your future one step at a time with a decision right now to do it. You know, reality is for a lot of families in this country, you've been walking into a forest for years or even decades of financial obligations. And you're not going to just get yourself out of that forest overnight. So you're going to have to learn some truth and some grace and baby steps. And every little step is going to work towards climbing that mountain. But if you don't do it, if you don't start somewhere, how do you like that future? Versus if you do start, you take those baby steps and you begin with that end in mind and you're sitting here 10 years, 20 years from today, and you're looking back Which path did you want to choose? I don't know about you, but I want to prioritize my dollars to match my values. And I don't want to wait to do it anymore. With that, my name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group right here in Eastland, Texas. Again, I so encourage you to pass this particular show along to all of your friends, your kids, your uh, grandkids that are adults. Everybody needs to be hearing this because if we can start this in our households and places that we live, imagine the expounding impact that this could have on a nation as a whole. It's powerful, but it has to have a baby step and the baby step begins with you. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.